one of the phrases that uh, represents the uh, thoroughness of our practice. A uh, poor child would say, practice evenly. Practice directly, practice with integrity, practice evenly. So whatever we're doing, we uh, try to imbue that with the qualities of our practice, internally, externally, to oneself, to others. It's the same theme, isn't it? It's very holistic. So whether you're washing your bowl, walking, meditation, sitting, talking, experiencing dullness, joy, irritation, whatever going on, sense of direct application to that you know, physical stuff, work duties, studies, discussions, and so on. And, of course, internally, it's evenness, even all round. So, It's very unusual, actually, for a human mind to do this. All of us have preferences, things we're good at, things we're not good at, things we really enjoy, things we feel irritated by. So it's pretty, that's the personal calm, isn't it? So then, you know, when we meditate, we're often just experiencing that or the results of that. Our feelings, our senses of where we are, our attitudes towards others, attitudes towards ourselves, this kind of stuff coming up. And the theme is really to, to establish oneself with mindfulness in the body, and then we know this is the contracted mind, this is the uncontracted mind, this is the mind affected by, so on. You know, sati. One is aware of it, comprehends it. And of course the the detail on that, which isn't, is, is uh, you know, we don't adopt it, we don't conflict with it, we don't hang on to it. You don't adopt it, you don't, you feel yourself Sometimes you get some kind of thing going in your mind, some sort of bonding to it. In fact, you may not even notice you're bonded to it, it becomes so habitual. Till uh, meditation is a lovely feeling occasionally of suddenly stepping back and just going, oh, it's just the thought, it's just the mind, it's just a view. You know, it's become so much there, the, the bonding is not deliberate, it's just a reflex. The things that drive us into reflex is fear. Anger, disappointment, craving, you know, powerful forces that glue us to, to these mind states. So in meditation we're just acknowledging this as it happens to us, these kind of energies and, and, and experiences and hmm, you know, maybe so, but uh, if it's a condition, conditioned phenomenon, it's something that we have that flag on. Don't hang on to this one. Don't adopt it. Don't conflict with it. Mm. And then how do we practice with that? What's the correct relationship to that in meditation? So what arises is a kind of quality of equanimity. And uh, equanimity or pekar is, is pretty much the tops on the, on the condition phenomena. Conditioned mind factors. It's the supreme uh, Brahma Vihara, boundless state. It's the supreme um, 
or the top of the enlightenment factors. It's the uh, qualities of jhana. Um, it's the tenth, the barami. So it's pretty much up there as the big one. And uh, it's not not what the mind does. <laughs> Doesn't do that. But so it's it's something we uh, need to sort of cultivate or intend evenness towards this. This is the mind. This this is the mind that. This is the body doing this. This is the body doing that. This is me doing this. This is him doing that. You know. So we can see in the externally, internally, perhaps everything that somebody else has done that we can find fault with. We've done ourselves in some respect, way or another. And every. Uh, good virtue that any of us can cultivate is present in others. You know, you may not see it. Say that uh, the Nazis banned fox hunting. So during the Nazi era, it was a golden age of peace and harmony for foxes. It was the... They were all voted, I'm sure, for... Nazis if they'd had a choice because when the British liberators came in they took up fox the British liberators were fox hunting like crazy <laughs> had to be stopped <laughs> so the Nazis had a hit I think a hot soft spot for animals a vegetarian or something so you know he had a bit of a problem with the other other areas <laughs> but as far as foxes going they were you know well, they wasn't such a bad guy after all and uh, so why do people do these funny crazy things well you know the Nazis or Khmer Rouge it was purity purify things real fear of of contamination or recognising the Khmer Rouge people were so contaminated already by crazy western ideology you better start again you know unfortunate but that's the way it goes Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Nazis, uh, sure, you know, Hitler loved his dog. Uh, there were art connoisseurs, uh, regional hosts. I mean, some of these British diplomats would go over there in the 1930s and read what fun these people were. Jovial, benevolent, lovers of good food. You know. So, hmm, what is it that makes the mind go so, 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 so appalling, so violent? Fear, views. But as you know, what we can recognise, because there's always, when you feel fear or threat or this is right and that's wrong, it's it's very clear. So, it's very clear. Everything lines up to to back that up. So, you know, you've got to keep looking or recognizing the sense of other. Hmm. You know, what what can build up around that? And to others as to myself. All of us are other. And uh, we have to acknowledge that. That there's no way in which people are going to agree with me on everything. Absolutely. If I expect you to agree with me on everything, I'm going to be another tyrant Nazi. 
the Nazi in my mind comes up. You stupid people. <laughs> Need to purify the Sangha. <laughs> yeah. So each of us has to find that, that, that trust to say, you know, you, you can be who you are. Um, please allow me to be who I am. And really, you know, here we say, well, but there's common standards of behavior. No abuse. Okay? So remembering this, trying to, to cultivate that. So this is not so easy. Minds don't, you know, doesn't, you know. But I'd, I would like to be more than just the Nazi on a good day. And that moving, that kind of moving out to include others is uh, it's difficult practice. The uncertainties, the can't understand, the differences. Of, you, know, you don't have to understand, just say, well, okay, this is the, this is the behavior we rec- is recommended, we all acknowledge. You work out your karma. I don't want to create any more for myself, negative stuff for myself. The um, you know, so there's room for it all, which is not so easy. So, it, so in meditation, we often just come to the core. You know, some of these root causes, these sankharas of. Uh, you know, feeling lost, feeling pressurized, feeling defensive, feeling righteous, feeling, you know, left out, whatever it is. Mm. Just don't adopt it, don't conflict with it, and try to cultivate this sense of empathy with that. Sensing it, feeling it, let it, let it do its what it has to do. So we ground that in the body, let it pass. Softening, widening, letting it pass. This is for liberation. It's work like this. And one of the ways that uh, stream entry is defined is um, a realization of uh, equanimity towards these sankharas. Mm. Equanimity towards them. And these sankharas experience as a kind of bubbling up or swinging around. It's all that internal activity that's going on. Swinging around, resisting, flinching, reaching out, wanting, resisting, this kind of stuff going on. It's kind of triggering. And when it gets intense, time to find some space and if I don't deal with my stuff that's why it's important to not just that this is kind of altruism but it's pragmatism if I don't find my own space where I can deal with my stuff me as Nazi on a good day is going to turn into me as Nazi on a bad day 
so is that you know trying to allow each other the space and really use the space to come to terms with and manage our individual stuff that we all have mm. it's not easy So look at the way the mind uh, reviews the old parable of the man who, uh, you know, has a wife and they, you know, give birth to a child. And everybody's going, oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You have this uh, lovely son and the wife dies. Oh, tragedy, tragedy. Then the son grows up. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And then the, uh, the son riding a horse falls off the horse and breaks his hip. Oh, tragedy, tragedy. And then the army come along and enlist all the able-bodied men and they can't enlist the son. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> he got let off. So it just swings, doesn't it? You know, fortune, misfortune, fortune, misfortune. And the way we can interpret at any time, oh, life is really tragic or life is wonderful or everything's going really well or everything's a real mess. It just keeps swinging. That's, that's what it does. World. Sangha life is all that, in my experience. So when it seems good, remember, mm, it passes. This is for liberation, it's not for having a good place, but having a good enough place. Really, why, why, you know, the point of meditation and restraint is recognizing that, uh, you know, we're so affected by this this uh, phenomenal world that we've got to actually restrain and close the doors to a, to a degree, you know, to really not get overwhelmed by, you know, sights, sounds, events, history, and so on. It's part of practice. It's not a Stupid, stupid, stupefying, but uh, pragmatism. So, you know, that sense of restraint, managing what one can manage. Then we have the space to do that. As I said on many occasions, the, uh, one of the telltale signs of when these uh, sankharas are taking over is you get the bodily, bodily echo of it. You know, emotional or psychological phenomena 
have a physical or somatic echo, which we don't necessarily see. We feel tight, feel contracted, we feel bustling, we feel speedy. Something nervous system sort of revs up, shut or tightens up. So this is a, to me, this is really helpful because uh, the mind is so slippery and so convincing that sometimes you just can't get an angle on it. You can't get leverage on it. So you're going to the body and thinking, does this feel like really comfortable, you know, relaxed, open, balanced, or does it feel something's nervy, something's pressing, something's wrong here? And you just don't even have to understand, but just feeling that in the body, breathing through that, you know, feeling your bodily form, feeling the body energy, steadying it, calming it. This is the Kaya Sankara. Kaya Sankara affects the Jitta Sankara, the emotional body. And the thought body, the Vajji Sankara, the bodily Sankara, if you ground yourself in that, it quietens, it steadies, it stabilizes the thought process. It gives it something to to attend to, tending to the body. Either just the breathing in and out, or the physical structures, or the elements, or the bones, or anything. You know, but it is attending to that. So you begin to sense the pushiness or the laggardliness of the mind, clearing that. And to be diligent with that, keep, keep investigating. Is there something wrong here? Leading towards, you know, evenness, even all round, internally, externally, to myself, to others, to all the formations. This is the the stream entra. The stream entra really knows more than just as an idea, but as an experience. Whatever is arising is 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 in the process of ceasing. It's this kind of doing it's like, like snow. It's just that it's not really solid at all, it's just stuff in flux. Nothing really lands and crystallizes in the in the in the stream entry experience. That's the that's what equanimity that's why equanimity is the tops. No. It's not bliss the tops. It's not uh, strength, you know, it's not it's equanimity, that's the tops. What else is going to manage our lives? Now, aging, sickness, death, coming, going, praise, blame. What else is going to manage it? Mm. 